the amount of cash value from the and asset that we can count as saved money. That money can legitimately be counted counted as saved money, and it can be counted as income because that money is being saved and it is at work in an asset-based activity and providing income. All right, so let's 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 go through that again. So uh, yeah. money can be saved and it can be working and produce productive for you long term. Yes. And the and asset is is a is designed where you can leverage it. Yes. You can borrow against it and do another buy another asset that produces something for the short term and long term cash and, flow. And as a result, you have an asset that's doing two things rather than one. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey everyone, it's Caleb Williams, and welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. I'm here with our Better Wealth head coach, Jeremy Rudhouse. What's going on, man? I'm excited for this episode. I am too. Um, so a lot of you know me. It's the guy that written the book, The And Asset. I go around and speak around the country on how people can overfund life insurance and how they can you know, use it as an asset, not as an investment, but as a place to store capital where they can protect their number one asset, where they can grow money tax efficiently, that they can maintain and control, that they can show up powerfully in retirement. Hopefully we can help them save more money. And yet a lot of people look at it as a silver bullet. They, they're not using it properly. They're seeing it as a, a product that will help them get out of financial ruin. And unfortunately, it's an amazing foundational asset, but it's not going to solve all your problems. What was cool is we, we help the client. When I say we, you, you had a dialogue with the client through our unlimited program who already had significant amount of money in an and asset that we didn't even design. And for one of the first times someone came to us and is actually using the and asset as a way that's like totally creating amazing opportunities in their financial life. And so with that, I want to hand it over to you, please Tee this thing up, man, because I'm excited and I think someone, a lot of people can learn because they, they want to learn more about the and asset. Yep. And this is a perfect example and case study and how to do that. Okay. So um, when, when I started the, the dialogue with this client, I, you know, I had built their model. I knew what it is. I knew the tools that they had in their toolbox, uh, but I wasn't hundred percent certain because I hadn't heard them articulate how it was working. Yep. And when we got to the point that I realized money was doing more than one thing i was like this is the coolest thing ever i have to share this with the team and now share this with the world because a lot of people hear well you can give one dollar multiple jobs it can be doing this and that and they're like that's witchcraft you're ridiculous that doesn't happen well math, math it's happening right here and what we're going to talk about today and we have a family a large family mr and mrs smith have let's just call it a lot of kids. More than one kid. More than one kid, more than five kids, right? They, they have a lot of kids. They're very intentional about the life that they're living. Ideal, really ideal yeah. to work with. There's one thing that I wanna go into this with that Caleb touched on just a minute ago. This, this model is not just seven years in the making because they've had and assets for seven years before they're finally at this point. This is a lifetime in tracking money, being intentional about what I want to do, how I want to live my life, uh, how I want to raise my kids. There's a lot of, of synergy going on between the language that you'll hear here at Better Wealth and what this, this family is doing. 
and I'm very proud of them. I'm excited to, to no end that they chose us to consult with them. And this is going to be really cool. So let's kind of dive into the numbers and uh, we'll just, we'll just diagnose and reveal as we go. I love it. Okay. So uh, this family has a very, very nice income. So total income this year is about $360,000. And you know, some of you are like, okay, well, this is, this is now out of my reach. This, they didn't start this way. Right. And one, two, three, four, five, six of the line items are a direct result of years over a half a decade of taking correct steps consistently yeah. over time. And again, we have a principle of consistency around here. And the reason for that is exactly what is exemplified in this person's income streams. Yeah. They have added six income streams to their, to their overall inflow of cash. Mm -hmm as a direct result of having money do this and that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they've got salaries. All right. So there's W2 salary on here. There's W2 or bonus on here. Uh, I've added social security. Yep. They said, we really don't want to rely on this, but until it's a thing, we're going to include it yep. to know the impact yep. that it would have. And then we've added the additional income streams on here. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Right. A couple of the things that they were surprised about, though, and I'll bring this up, is I said, are you keeping up with inflation with these income streams? And they said, well, what, what do you mean exactly? And I mm -hmm. said, well, is your growth here year to year keeping up with a 3% inflation, which is a 3% devaluation of your money? And they said, that's a really interesting thing. So right off the gate, we, they had a takeaway. Yeah. What are the things that I'm doing? How are they? And again, they're not using this for consumption. This is going right back in to savings, yep. right? And debt service, yep. which we'll talk about here in a second. So the next thing that is going to probably not shock any of you is that they don't have any debt, right? They've taken care of the drags on their household economy, and they have been diligent in having reserves mm -hmm. so that they don't have to go back into debt, right? I don't know them at a time when maybe they did have any debt, but they don't have any yep. debt right now, okay? With regards to uh, what they have saved at this point in time, they have saved $1.9 million, right? Now, this is a little bit deceptive because remember how I said they have a lot of kids? Well, their kids all have, well, almost all of their kids have an and asset that has oh. cash value. And at some point in time, we need to upgrade this model and take that off because it will not go to mom and dad. They will eventually, after they bring their kids up in the way that they should go, transfer that tool into yep. their financial household or their household economy so that they can then do the same thing. I hope some of you parents right now are going, oh my goodness, that this is groundbreaking. I need to know more about this. And you do need to know more about this. If you, if you love your kids, if you love the idea of having a strong family and not having um, you know, generational issues with money, this is a tool that is not just a tool. It's an yep. educational instrument, okay? It's an educational instrument because you can show your kids and help them participate in how to use this. And again, this is what the Smith family is doing here. Um, you can also see, because you're looking down at the screen, that we've got really nice um, uh, cash assets, meaning yep. reserves. If something happens, this family can take care of it. They don't have to rely on debt. They do have a good credit capacity, which is also yep. nice as well. Yep to take advantage of an opportunity should it come up. 
I also want to highlight here that the and asset is not the only thing that they have in their financial toolbox. And we had a really nice dialogue about what result they're hoping to get from that particular piece of the pie. And they were able to articulate how they want to institute that money. And while it's not maybe in an optimal storage vehicle right now, they have plans to to move it and shift it into something that's yep. going to be advantageous. For but them. how much money do they have in and assets? <laughs> so they have over a, a million dollars in cash value in and assets. This is my, these are my people. So, I mean, just consider the implications of that. If you had a million dollars available yeah. to you, whether it be for opportunity, whether it be for um, education, again, opportunity, just imagine what would that do to the course of your family's life now and in the future? And yeah. that's just cash value. When we yeah. look at protection as well, this is a remarkable. big family. This is a big family. And so one of the tests that we we really need to do with our model is we need to kill mom or dad on the model and see if they still have the same financial impact or a similar financial impact. Mm -hmm. And these are ways that we test the model as we as we go. Yep. Okay. So uh, next thing we analyzed here with these guys is their real estate. They've been able to acquire three rentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, those rentals are cash flowing. And so this is where I'm going to go back and I'm going to highlight a couple things. We had talked previously about a, the amount of cash flow, or I'm sorry, the amount of cash value from the and asset that we can count as saved money. That money can legitimately be count ed, counted as saved money and it can be counted as income because that money is being saved and it is at work in an asset-based activity and providing income. All right, so let's 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 go through that again. So uh, yeah. money can be saved and it can be working and produce productive for you long term. Yes. And the and asset is is a is designed where you can leverage it. Yes. You can borrow against it and do another buy another asset that produces something for the short term and long term cash flow. And, and as a result you have an asset that's doing two things rather than one. Well, and really it's doing three because there's another factor here. Protection? Death benefit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not complicated. It's not. And, and the model is a really valuable tool to validate this principle. Yeah. People will, especially real estate investors, get very frustrated with me whenever I say, they'll say, well, I've got, you know, $300,000 invested in two properties. And I'll say, what? Is the income that that's providing and they're like well it's providing me you know twelve thousand dollars a year or whatever and that may that may be measured as an okay rate of return if you do the math but they're frustrated that i'm not also counting the three hundred thousand dollars but it's it can only do one thing on yeah. the model yeah right but in this case i can save it i can create income or cash flow and i have protection happening and i'm not double counting money because of the way the tool works yeah and and Realistically, we could go into another 15 minutes explaining recounting money, but it is something that a lot of people mistake, like they they double count money. And it's like for the real estate example, you have $300,000 and you have $12,000 of income. You sell that property, you no longer have the income. That's right. And so again, it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too unless it's designed in a certain way. So continue. I, I'm, I'm liking this, by the way. So... <clears throat> I, I have to admit my 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 excitement whenever we got to this point, and I'm like, wait, Mr. Smith, 
just help me understand. Because what's going on as well that I haven't articulated yet is that from that income, savings is happening again. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I, I can already see I can already see that they're saving a ton of money into life insurance. And then through that, they're using and they're not leveraging their end assets incredibly high. No. They're they they have emergency reserve, but they're they're leveraging their and asset in activities that are producing more assets. That's right. And now they're able to open up their mind and think, what do I really want to be impactful about? And I love the vision of this family because they one of their ethics is education, and they've done that from yeah. home. That's cool. We're, I mean, very well-educated folks uh, doing, doing really cool jobs. Yeah. And they are very, very intentional about – educating their own family, but also being involved in the education of their community and creating curriculum and content to help with uh, or help other parents do the same thing. I love it. Which is really cool. So they also have a primary residence. So in each one of the houses that they own, they are, when you analyze uh, the, the properties, leveraged pretty appropriately to optimize cash flow and not be overly invested in that property with too much too much cash yep. right they're using other people's money whether it be the bank or some other lender um to a pretty pretty efficient yep. rate okay so one of the next things that we discuss with this family is um risk management okay one one of the beasts that makes this this machine happen is w2 income so what happens if the W-2 income gets shut off? And this was a really, really great conversation because they weren't 100% certain exactly how their income was protected. And we were able to very quickly show if the income is not protected, what is the potential impact if there's an in injury or illness that doesn't allow Mr. Smith to go and yeah. do his job? Um, and it's a big impact. So that immediately is something that we're going to address. Key, key takeaway. Right. And then we looked at... In this case, Mr. Smith is better off dying than getting injured. Uh, from a monetary <laughs> yeah, perspective, yeah, yes. not, yeah, that's not absolutely. A, we're not pro. We're not. <laughs> yes, continue. Yeah, <laughs> I already dug my grave. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Um, the other cool thing here, though, is that uh, the the economic impact of each member of the family is already being preserved. Yep. Imagine having a family cool. where they go into their own family being appropriately insured to preserve the economic impact. And this is what really gets gets better wealth. A lot of us are really excited. If we start to have a longer-term vision, just like Mr. and Mrs. Smith here, for not only what does what happens in our lifetime, but what happens in the next generation and the next mm -hmm. generation and the next generation, just like with dominoes, just like a tidal wave, if we can increase the momentum of what we're able to do, and again, this family is really in a position where their whole family may never have to go to a bank, may never have to go to a hard money lender, may never have to go anywhere else other than to themselves in order to do the activities that they want to do, whether that be education, whether that be business, whether that be uh, you know, owning a home, whatever the case may be. Yeah, love it. It's a really powerful concept. And so then when we look at their model, Right, and this again, uh, just to just to to recap, the model that we use is a cash flow ratio model. It measures the ratio between consumption and savings. We also factor for a three percent inflation, provided <laughs> that the client would like to do that, uh, which is normally where we go. 
and it gives us a snapshot of if we're if we keep doing what we're doing, are we going to have a relative balance? Meaning, can we consume at the level we're consuming all the way out to age 100? Yep. Okay. And so when we see what the balance is here, we see that this model is pretty solid out into their 90s. Okay. Uh, so a couple things that that we initially talked about is when was the last time you did a good audit of your household economy? Meaning, have you really gotten into the weeds and mm. see, taken a look is what I should say, taken a look at where all the money is going. A lot of times when you think of an audit, you think of the IRS and you think of negative. But it, but an audit could be a good yeah. thing. Like yep. do an audit of my health, do an audit of my finances. There's even an app out there that when you input all of your um, – you can input your information into it, and it will find old subscriptions that you're still paying for that you don't use. That's cool. This is a reality in our day and age. People are paying for things that they don't even really realize that they're paying for and not using anymore because you go on this subscription, and of course the business is not going to shut it off for you. You have to do that. Yeah. But when it's $10 here, $15 here, $20 here, we're talking about a big household and a big household economy yeah. with regards to what's coming in and out on a monthly basis. So, so here's my question. How did they use the and asset? Like in what examples did they use the and asset where it was an asset based activity? Great question. So without getting too in depth yep. with their personal. Yep. Choices. So after a lot of market research and off after a lot of reflection on what do we want to be involved with, right? What asset based activities would interest us most and do we want to partake in? Um, they, they basically decided on, um, some syndication projects, cool. uh, that they were able to partake in and be a part of that fit, that fit their ethics and fit what they were after, after as a family. Cool. So another, another factor here is that we have principal at work and through life events, we modeled their principal coming back on the model, yeah, right? Cool. Because because a syndication, you're getting cash flow, and then ultimately, if if and when it sells, you you get also a chunk of money back. Right. Yep. And and they had done that strategically, and they laid out the times that they would get that capital mm -hmm. back. What's really really neat here is to be able to take what the client knew was going on upstairs and show it, and represent what was really happening. And in their case, so so. Like we talked about earlier, a real estate investor says, well, I have 300K at play. Yeah, but it's not on the model. I can bring it back, but yeah. we have to do something in order to do that. So in this case, we crafted a model where we shut off the income from those syndications and brought the principal back on. So we've accounted for cash flow, created over the course of time, and we've also brought the principal and inflated it if it was going to be more back onto the model at a different point in time. And then we keep growing it at yeah. whatever rate of return we put on the whole amount of money. I love it. I love it. And it works. This is good stuff. And and again, if you're listening to this and going, okay, I, I get enough to get excited, but I have no <laughs> clue what you guys are talking about. You're not alone because a lot of this stuff can be really complicated. And that's why I just want to like highly recommend you go to betterwealth.com. Betterwealth.com, we have assessment tools. We have a, opportunities for you to speak to somebody on our team. Because again, we find that like regardless of where you're at, you might not have a million dollars in anything, let alone an and asset and using it properly. Like I would love to interview this family and have them walk through with their permission. Like it's a remarkable and I'm I get fired up about seeing this in action because that's exactly why I wrote the book. That's exactly how I think about money. Yep. And I'm, I'm thinking about it in a multi-dimension. Um and so, anyways, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for what you do. This is very exciting. 
And again, if you're watching this on YouTube, think about one person that you could share this with. We always appreciate if you like the video and we're trying to grow our audience on YouTube, our, our podcast. I'm so humbled to, to just say that we've continued to increase the listenership. So if that's one, if that's you, thank you. If you haven't had a chance to um, review the show, that really helps other people um, just get access to that. And um, yeah, I, what, any final thoughts do you want to share? Uh, I do. I do have one. So to the unlimited members that are listening out there, and I am speaking only to the unlimited members because this is kind of going to be an exclusive thing. Uh, in 2021, we are actually going to be doing, uh, at least monthly at first, a monthly case study session where we will craft or create uh, a model. And the idea here is to present a case study and use it as an educational framework and then learn vicariously from other people that show up to that particular webinar. It's going to be a Zoom. We'll, we'll run it as effectively as we can, and we will have the whole sales force there and available cool. to facilitate any questions, comments, concerns. Because as you can see from this particular example, it's one thing to hold a hammer. It's another thing to use a hammer. And it doesn't happen overnight. Opportunities don't pop up. Well, they can't pop up overnight. But we, we go out and we craft those. And I love how this family has been very intentional about learning, about continuing their education, and about strategically using the tools that they've put into to place in their model to get the results that they're after. They also know that they're not quite where they want to be and they're excited about moving forward. So love it. we're going to educate, educate, educate it, educate. And this is just for unlimited members. I love it, man. How did you say I should end these podcasts? Go out and live an intentional life. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.